The message you're about to listen to is from the Household of David Mercy Conference 2024, themed The Resurrection. Be blessed as you listen. Celebrate Jesus. I think somebody needs to still pick this. Can we lift up our voice to the Lord? I want us to pray in the Holy Ghost. There's something I didn't want us to just... There's an atmosphere that was created by that wonderful message. All protocols observed, but please allow us to pray. Can we pray? There's, a, there's, there's something we need to dig with the message that we just heard. That, 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 that there, are, there, are, there, are, there are wells we need to dig. I, I want you to just forget our message for now. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray in that word. God spoke to us. God spoke to the church. Can you allow me to take you on a journey to pray? Forget about the protocols. Can you allow me to take you on a journey to just pray? Let's pray. Somebody is about to be transformed completely into somebody else, different from who you've been. Forget about who was here and who was not here. Can you pray? Can you pray? Can you pray? When God speaks to us, let's take the time. To go to his presence with the word. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I heard your voice. Let it go deep and fulfill his perfect work. Let it fulfill his objective in my heart. We just had many prophetic utterances in this place this morning. Can you wage a good warfare with it as it concerns your life? As it concerns your ministry, as it concerns your business, as it concerns your finances, as it concerns your marriage. Balabadeka sonte le barades everese fevedese pradisa bakashaka pali in the name of Jesus Thank you Thank you. Jesus, let's pray. Thank you, Father. 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 In the name of Jesus, one more minute. Please, can you put your hand on your belly? Please, everybody, just follow me. Put your hand on your belly and say, Lord, enlarge me. Ah! 
I don't know how to lead that prayer for you, but hey, Lord, enlarge me. Capacity, Lord Jesus. Lord, ah, this, 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 for the place where we dwell is too small. Lord, enlarge me. Enlarge my mind. Enlarge my thoughts. Enlarge my vision. Stretch. Stretch. Stretch, Lord. The curtains of my habitation. Stretch, Lord. Enlarge me. 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 Enlarge my vision. Too small. Parochial. All you see is yourself. And there are some people are seeing nations. They are seeing they are seeing the world. They are seeing all you see is just oh my god, enlarge me. Enlarge me. Enlarge me, Lord. Enlarge me, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we are praying. Let's celebrate Jesus as you take your seat. Ah, <laughs> you know, sometimes you used to wonder why you should prepare for a many message. I think because sometimes when you really prepare for a message, you get there and somebody comes to scatter the message entirely. So you just have to just flow with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I want us to celebrate Pastor Salah. Uh, in the house. Thank you, sir. I'd like us to celebrate Pastor Sam, Pastor Nike, for giving us this privilege and demonstrating this. You know, this is household of David in Desta. If you are part of history, let me see you celebrate Jesus. You're part of history. Part of history. There has never been a service like this in this auditorium. If you are part of that history, let me see you celebrate Jesus for that. All right. You know, I'm, I'm glad that I am born in such a time as this and I'm living in these days. Because what the elders have prayed for for several years and fasted and they did not see what people have prophesied and have said it won't happen it's in our days we are seeing them oh my god what a privilege to live in these days uh, to see these things thank you sir please join me it's a privilege to live in these days revival is here ah yeah child some things happen and they are called you know sometimes what you have is a miracle sometimes it's not just a miracle it's a sign sometimes god wants to do something very on a large scale then he picks somebody as a sign he picks he picks somebody as a sign not for the person he, so you can interpret that event locally and you can also by virtue of experience interpret that event globally so sometimes god speaks in events not just sometimes god speaks with events in other words Jesus was going to die and resurrect on the third day. But he had to say it with Lazarus. Now, somebody seeing Lazarus die would, can interpret the death and resurrection of Lazarus 
as the death and resurrection of Lazarus, just like you can interpret Abraham sacrificing Isaac as Abraham sacrificing Isaac, and then a lamb came, and God eventually did not kill Isaac. Hallelujah. End of fire. But that was actually the pointer to the fire. The real fire. Amen. Was actually still going to come. This was just a shadow. So you could interpret fire burning a building in different levels, mini, micro, macro, depending on the Google, eh? is it Google or Google? The lens you are using to look at it, how big your lens is. So somebody can look at it as God speaking to household of David, which is right. In another way, you can look at it as God speaking to you. Because this event could mirror a reality in your life. And you could be so lost with all the news that you lost the message. If you bring another lens, somebody can look at this and see God speaking to the church. If you look at this, somebody can bring another lens and see God speaking to the body of Christ in Nigeria. There's something that has burned in my heart. <laughs> it's a passion to see revival in this country. One. Two, the unity of the body of Christ. I baffled it. One of, my, one, of my, one of my children asked me, said, Daddy, what about that prayer I used to pray in the bathroom? I said, I, mean, I taught them to pray it with me. So I said, every time you are bathing, pray this prayer. So one day I decided to do an audit, and my, my children confessed. I said, look, look we have forgotten that prayer. <laughs> I said, nobody, we are. We have forgotten that prayer. You know, and I said, I've been praying this for 15 years and I have not broken it. The passion to see the body come together. So somebody can bring another lens and see what happened uh, as, a, as a message to the body of Christ. So listening to Dr. David this morning, I was hearing many things. At different levels, I was hearing many things. And I was seeing God. So, but I look back at history and I see how God uses a sample for a main thing. It's consistent from Genesis to Revelation. You see the lion and the bear coming before Goliath. Do you understand what I'm talking about now? You see Lazarus coming before Jesus. You see Abraham and Isaac, you know, a father, a only son, right, was going to be sacrificed. And then the onlooker looks at it like Abraham and Isaac. But in hindsight, you look at it like God saying, I want to do this. Let me find somebody to mirror it. So that by the time I am going to do it, by the time Jesus was saying if it, be, if it be possible, God was... I'm, I'm sure God was replying and saying, it will not be possible for me to refuse to do what Abraham did. So it was a mirror. An event before an event. So sometimes the events you are facing right now in your life as a prior event that contain the solutions to it. And sometimes the events you are going to face tomorrow is, you know what they call um, vaccination? Eh? Thank God I have a doctor here. They told me that it's actually the problem we are going to solve that they put inside so that the body develops capacity to solve that problem. So that when the real problem now comes, the body is ready for it. It's amazing how that happens. Amazing. Amazing how God picks 
and miracles. Because nobody would have believed it was possible to rise up after the third day. So Jesus said, I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there. So he delayed to make sure the days were complete. And he now came, and Lazarus. Lazarus was not just a miracle. The interpretation of the Lazarus story from Jesus' perspective was watching what will happen to him. It's massive. It's massive. All right, so because of the passion of my heart, I get very eager to interpret things that way anytime I see something strange happen. Ah, my God. Can we lift up our voice to the Lord, hands to the Lord, and say, Lord, let your church come together as one body. The prayer of Jesus. Let your church come together. Body of Christ. Let the church come together. Let there be revival in this nation that will overrun it from the left to the right, from the front to the back, and wipe out corruption in civil service, corruption, you know, corruption everywhere in the military, in fire service, in effort, corruption, wipe out every corruption. Let the church rise. Let the body of Christ come together. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. You know, so when, when, when Dr. Gulli was speaking about adversity, I was just, I was vibrating on my seat because I remember the first time I entered the mosque on campus. I'm sure you are surprised. Actually, the truth is, I did not know I was in the mosque because we were having maths 204. And then we suddenly heard cultists shooting. <laughs> the, the school I went, they shoot. <laughs> we suddenly heard cultists shooting uh, all over the campus. And I remember our lecturer, he was still trying to teach <laughs> when the first bullets, boom, boom. <laughs> uh, some of us are packed. He was still trying to say, sit down, be calm. <laughs> then I had to do, ah, again. <laughs> he was still trying to say, be calm. Then he, he moved out like he wanted to go and check what was going on outside, only for me to discover that he was going <laughs> to check. <laughs> I packed my bags and I, ah, I, I also went to check. I followed. I was just moving. By the time I lifted up my, I know, we're moving. By the time I lifted up my eyes, I saw my lecturer in front of me. And guess where we were? In the mosque. We had arrived there before we knew where we were. With a, <laughs> I've never visited there before in my life. But at that point, ah, I think someone just came and said, no, this, I said, my brother, I said, as we are here, <laughs> we are all the owner of this place. We have to be here. Fire changes rules. Fire melts hard things together. Fire! Melt hard things together. Consistent in the Bible. And I see that anytime you saw the church rallying together and overrunning the earth, you could see God introducing fire. 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 When you see people gather together to achieve a cause, check. Fire. Fire. Adversity had always been a melting point.
to achieve a cause, to fulfill a divine agenda, adversity. And, and look at, if, if adversity leads to blessings, and I'm looking at Nigeria and I'm saying, ah, I think we have enough of it. I think we have, we have enough of it. And tonight, to this, this afternoon, as we just push further in prayer, I'm just trying to look at several, you know, analogies in scriptures and, and, and see how it pertains to you and what God is doing on the earth. So what I've, what I've said so far, particularly pushes us to see the event and the events that have that brought us here, even to this particular venue, a larger picture. Something more than what just happened. There's a larger picture. There's a bigger message. There's a bigger message in it. There's something God is about to do. Just let me one minute raise up your right hand and say, Lord, let it come. For this nation, for the church, for the body of Christ, let it come. Let it come. Let it come. Let it come, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. All right. That takes me to the second part of my talk this afternoon. So that means that I could look back at my history and look at an analogy like this of something that has happened before. And I was sitting down there, I thought of it. And I remember how some years back I was begging God to grant me resources to fix my car, to make it better. And uh, the way God we answer was that one day we were doing a very wonderful service in the house. The Holy Ghost broke forth. It was a family worship. Everybody, children were on the floor. Everybody was so only for us to come outside to discover that a burglar has burgled the car that I was begging God to give me money to fix. So when the, when the guy driving it came and said, Pastor, there's a problem. I said, there cannot be a problem. He said, it's like somebody has buckled the car. I said, no, it's not. Can't don't buckle the car. With this hymn we are singing here, no, no, no. God, God cannot be collecting him. And then he, just some minutes away, he, he, he will be watching him robber. No, it's not possible. The Holy Ghost broke out here. So I got there and I saw that they actually buckled the car. My first confusion was, Worship, burglar. Was it not God that we were feeling? Is his hand not reaching this place? I was like, I was confused. And then when I got back to my house, I was still confused. Somebody said, let us curse. I said, no, 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 no. This cannot be a cursing matter because we were worshiping. I felt God. I said, we were crying. <laughs> I, 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 it didn't make sense. By the time we came back, and then I, I, I couldn't sleep that night. I was like, God, what, what actually happened? Was it you? I was, or was it? And he said, you asked me to fix your car. I have the right to fix it the way I want to fix it. And I tell you, beloved, somebody just heard about that it was another body of Christ and give me what if I think my wife was asking me did he ask you to buy another one or to fix it he's awesome but it was a miracle but beyond the miracle it was a message I don't want us to just be seeing the miracles because the reason why we need so much, much more faith to face so much, much more problems is because we forgot and lost the messages in the miracles that happened before. It was a message. It was a message. And 
The message I got from that was sometimes the adversity that God brings, and this is the update I'm bringing here, the adversity that God brings to elevate us is coming in response to our request. I need to say that again because that's all I'm claiming to say. Sometimes the adversity that God brings to elevate us, who asks for it? When you say, Lord, expand me. Eh? Everybody say, Lord, expand me. It's amazing how God makes you to ask for it. Also desire the office of a bishop, no problem. You desire a good office. I want you to be x-raying your requests. Lord, I don't want the ordinary husband. I want a global, global husband. Is it a problem? No problem. Lord, expand our church. Is it a problem? When you see an adversity that comes to bring an elevation, if you trace the life cycle of it, you cannot but see a request that led to it. There must be a request that led to it. Oh my God. It's amazing how we are the ones that find out that we ask for it. And then you see, when you ask for new wine, that's why I asked us to pray. As you are asking for new wine, hmm, that means you already have wine. Right? And that means that wine is, in, is inside a wine skin. Abby, then you are asking for new wine. That thing you are asking for, hmm, what is he going to do? It is going to demand the demolition of the old. Now, so that you will not be able to accuse God, when you say, Who demolished this old wine skin? Actually, who is the one that requested for the demolition? Why did you? Re- why, 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 why? Because you ask for new wine. And you know I like Mark 2.22 because the way he puts this is such a way that even if you don't, even if you refuse and you say, pour this new wine into this thing like that, pour it like that, no problem. What will destroy that wine skin? Eh? The new wine. There are some blessings we are praying for that is requesting the demolition of our present capacity. You prayed for this. And you see, because the person you are praying to is very rich, he can use a building for an advert. God is rich. Ah, God is. You know, I had to be because all my growing up days in my mm, the, the God that I learned is a poor God. So I had to be telling myself that God is rich. 
Anytime I see anything good that God did, I will look at it and look at it and say, Ah, I shall know God is rich. It's because I had to drum it. You don't understand. If you are raised in a setting where everything is just like this, like this, like this, you may not even know that God has money. God has money. One day, I think I entered one church building and I looked and I said, they use all this thing to do church. that service, I was just saying, hey, God, there's something you're not telling me. So you have money. So God can set a building on fire and say, I'm doing an advert. It takes a rich God to do that. You know, when you watch Nigerian film, if you see accidents, you know. <laughs> That's how you know whether the producer is rich. Even B2 will not spoil. But if some of these other films that we watch, do you know they actually the, the accident actually accidented? It actually happened. But in our, you will hear the sound. <laughs> They will pack the car back. <laughs> because it takes a rich girl to spoil things for Advert. And that God is the same God handling your life. So, how does He make another vessel? The first one is mad in his hands. He's mad. He's mad in his hands. Ah, so the first relationship broke. The second relationship broke. The third relationship broke. No problem. Where are you? That's the cocoa. That's the cocoa. He's making something. And he can remake. And he can remake. And he can remake. The only thing is that when he makes another one, it takes the standard high. And even that new one that he makes, he can decide to remake it again. You know, because I thought that, I thought that Jabesh was poor. But the Bible said yesterday that Jabez was more honorable than his bread. So that means he was not poor. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when he said, oh, that you bless me indeed. It was not that he was not blessed. He was just going higher. The new wine is damaging the old wine skin. Whatever that, that means. You know, sometimes when you, when you raise the bar in your spiritual life, you used to damage some courtship. Eh? So sometimes you better don't get new wine. Just stay with the old wine like that. Because so, I'm telling you, all I'm dealing with in this message, this second part of this message is just capacity. Capacity for what you are desiring. Because what you are desiring cannot cope with what you are carrying presently. And so what you are carrying presently will have to give way to something new that can carry what you are desiring. Otherwise, what you are desiring, if it comes, it will be a problem. And who will ask for a fish and his father will give him a serpent? You know, I used to think that scripture meant that you ask for fish and God will give you a serpent. Then God said, no. What I'm saying is that there is a way I will give you a fish and actually the effect of it will be like a serpent to you. There is a way you ask me for something that if I will give it to you, the effect of it will not be a fish. The effect of it will be like a serpent to you. It's about capacity because that same thing is given to you that is serving like a serpent will still be like a fish to some other persons. 
what you are asking for, what you are desiring God for, is placing a demand on your capacity. And I saw from scriptures that he, oh my God, God, there are prophecies hanging on several of us. Several, several of us, things have been spoken ahead of us that, you know, has gone ahead. God is going to do this. God is going to do that. And that prophecy, the only thing he is waiting for is the capacity to carry it. Uh, how do I put this? I read my Bible and I saw in Isaiah chapter 9. I don't know why. Sometimes I ask myself, well, I don't know why everybody is quiet about this. Because they said, and his name shall be called eh? Emmanuel. Wonderful counselor. Mighty God. Prince of Peace. Immediately I read that, the next thing my, my, my young mind goes to is the naming ceremony of Jesus. And I was looking for Emmanuel. And I saw that in the naming ceremony, they didn't even give him a third name or fourth name or fifth name. There was no Emmanuel there. And yet the prophet did not say his name shall be called Jesus. Did you? Is everybody following me? It's amazing that, oh my God, look at this. What the prophet was calling was not the first. It was not the, it, oh my God, it was not the Jesus that is born. It is the Jesus that is risen. So it's amazing that, look at this, it's amazing that Jesus, the, the prophecy was hanging on the Jesus that is risen ahead of the Jesus that is born. And he's not even, he's going ahead to talk about the Jesus that will be born, that will die, and will be risen. And prophecy, the beginning of prophecy was talking about the Jesus that will be risen, who will now be God with us. Because the Jesus that is born will we, 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 we'll only be one person. But the name Emmanuel there was talking about the Jesus that will be risen. And so when Jesus died and he met two people on the road to Emmaus, instead of him to introduce himself as a person and say, Emir, he introduced himself from the prophet Emmanuel. And he was with them. And he was, you know, he introduced himself in, in that dimension. So there are prophecies hanging over our lives. Because as the stars are above the heart, so shall your descendants be. We'll still need Abraham to become Abraham. That prophecy was hanging on Abraham. And Abraham will have to become Abraham to download the effectual execution of that prophecy. Something has to change about our vessel to carry what we desire. I see God pushing us in this meeting this morning, this afternoon, to pray and to seek his face and to come to his presence with this cup that must carry the new wine. Something must, something must change. Jacob cannot collect the blessing as Jacob. No matter how long you pray, the problem is not the blessing. It's sorted. The problem is that Jacob must not, cannot carry the blessing he's asking for. The blessing he's asking for has already been granted. But sometimes what needs to change is not something. Sometimes what needs to change 
is you. Because as you change, you now discover that everything that you have actually been looking for has been looking for your new identity. Aya, there's a new me, sir. That when I transit into that new identity, I may not even need to pray for a spouse. I just spoke the word of the Lord to somebody here. It's not about, you know, someone says, God, give me a spouse. Say, yes. A level comes when it is granted. And the only thing that spouse is waiting for is the new identity of the person that is asking for the spouse. And when that person enters into that reconfiguration, there is no need to pray because he's already hanging. Jacob must become Israel. Jacob is a person. Israel is a nation. And they are both one person. But dimensions, configurations, sometimes mindsets, sometimes patterns, sometimes capacities. And this man struggled with God till daybreak and said, I will not let you go until you bless me. And I imagine the angel said, the matter is not the blessing. You have already been blessed. But the blessing was addressed to a different name. You are already blessed. But the blessing was addressed to a to, a, to an image and an identity that heaven's had hope that you will come up into. And so the, the what we are waiting for is not the blessing, it is the blessing that is waiting for who? That is waiting for you. And so we needed to come into it. Everything that we needed, everything that, that we are trusting God for, everything that we have believed God for, everything that God has spoken about us, sometimes they are just waiting for us to come into that new identity. Oh my God, there's a new, there's, ah, you know the way it came to my spirit is like, what God wants to do for you, it is not this version of you. And that's what, that's what is bringing a burden to my spirit this morning. That several things God spoke in prophetic utterances, prophetic revelations, visions we saw, some, some visions I saw. I, I got some revelations from God, word from God for 20 years that God has said, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Sometimes we have written it in the book and everything like that. And the word that is coming to my spirit is that, that that the vision is yet for an appointed time. Though it tarry, wait for it. But the issue here is one of the major reasons why it's starring. Because it's looking for a particular version. There is a version of you that is compliant with that software. You cannot install Corel 13 on Windows 9. Windows for work groups, there is no place it will sit. You cannot install, um, I've lost track of some of these things now. Windows 12 on Microsoft X on, on, uh, to upgrade XP. Even now, you can't do that. You can't upgrade XP to uh, 12, Windows 12. Because there's a version. There's a version of you. And that angel said, to bless you this, this day, say, what's your name? Say, my name is Jacob. And he said, from today, you shall be called Israel. My God, from today, you shall be called Israel. For you have traveled with God and prevailed. And he converted him from a person to a nation in one single encounter. And all the promises that has been passed down from Abraham to Isaac to it was passed down to Jacob, but it will be executed in Israel. 
And until that conversion happened, they were hanging. And when those, that conversion happened, when that change happened, my God, he stepped back into those things and the execution of those prophecies began to, be, began, began to line up over his life. My God, can we pray this afternoon that we will not just live years having blessings, having prophecies hanging, but presenting a wrong version, an outdated and a version that is not compatible with what God planned to do. And I saw that that also had to happen even in the marriage of Abraham because Abraham had to become Abraham to birth Isaac. But it was not just Abraham. Even Sarai had to become Sarah. Because, <laughs> man of God, please pray for your marriage. Because some covenant blessings require Abraham and Sarah to birth. That Abraham became Abraham cannot bat Isaac. Mm. Mm. Because sometimes as Abraham is becoming Abraham, God gives him the responsibility because it was God that made Abraham Abraham, but God told Abraham to make Sarahi Sarah. Because we must be, we see, some of the things God wants to do in your life, sir. Even your wife has to be upgrade, upgraded to bat it. Otherwise, she will bat it and she will kill it. You know, I don't know why God is taking us in this direction. Let me use two minutes to play around it. I've seen men of God go, phew. We pray, we pray, we pray to the village, to the desert, to the mountain. Oh Lord, so, 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 so. and say, Abraham, Abraham is becoming Abraham. Say, is and then Abraham will come back with the promise and say, we kill it. As Abraham is becoming Abraham, Abraham should be pulling Sarah to become Sarah. Because some covenant promises require Abraham and Sarah. If the blessings will not break our marriage, because sometimes the fulfillment of some prophecies is what breaks the marriage. We must upgrade capacity. So while I'm believing God for billions, I must also check that this my marital structure can carry billions. Because some billions can billion the marriage. What am I talking about? Very simple. What cup are we bringing to collect the oil? How is the shape of that cup? What is the state of that cup? You know, there's a way I can tell you, ah, Pastor Hinga, no, I have fuel. Just bring any container, come and, come and collect fuel. There is a container you will bring, and I will look at it and say, ah, ah. This is palm oil. And say, just pour it. And say, mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. We can't pour. If you have anything, and sometimes there is just no capacity. And there is, you know, the blessing is there. But there's no capacity to carry it. Could it be that God has so endowed the body of Christ and so blessed us but God is looking at capacity. Can you carry what I want to do? Could it be that somebody here just needs to change? And not that something needs to change. 
Could it be that some, some, some structures, some relationship structures just need to change? Could it be that somebody's lifestyle, somebody's prayer life, somebody's, somebody's cup, somebody's vessel? Because they all just looks for vessel. Because I look at Second Kings and I look at how the oil kept going on, going on until they said there is no more vessel and a miracle must stop when vessel is not available. Could it be that God could do 10 times more that he's doing presently in my life, in your life, but for vessel? Could it be that the scarcity is not oil? Could it be that what is limiting what God is doing in our lives presently is just the vessel that we are bringing? Jacob was, you know, branded a fraudster, a supplanter, yet he was the one God chose to be Israel. And yet the destiny of nations was locked up in that guy until that transformation really happens. And he, could, was, he now had to learn to live life limping on God. Can I ask us to pray tonight, this afternoon? Is there somebody that needs to change? Is there something that needs to end? Is there an attitude, a lifestyle? Is there something that God is saying, look, correct this? Every other thing will line up because everything I've been trying to do in your life is just waiting for the correction of this vessel. And Jacob must become Israel. Jacob must become Israel. Jacob must become Israel. Because the new requires the new. And the new requires the putting off of the old. When he says put on the new man, he also says put off the old man which is corrupt in his nature. The new requires the new. The new requires the new. The new requires the new. New capacity, new vessel, new mindset, new person for the new wine. Can we bow down and to pray tonight, this afternoon, wherever we are? It's going to increase the music. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsty of my soul. Bread of air, fill me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me your. Oh, bread of air, fill me till I overflow. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me your. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, fill me, fill me till I, oh. Church, listen to me in the next few minutes I have left. There cannot be the new without the death of the old. There cannot be the new without the death of the old. Sometimes, I don't know if there's anybody here under the sound of my voice. You are, let's just take it down a little bit. You are not born again. You see, this, the word born again has become so, so common. But you are trying to create spirit grade results with a flesh-battered experience. And what God is trying to do 
in your life requires a end of the past. And that end of the past is what is critical, the critical demand of God upon your life in this meeting this, mo this morning. Before the session goes into higher demands and higher details of God's word. But that life, that old life, that old life, that old life. And sometimes you have moved into the new and then you are still seeing the old. And God is saying, I, I, I can't pour the new into the, into the new old. I need the new for the new that I want to pour into your life. I don't know if there's anybody under the sound of my voice all eyes closed here this morning. Please, can you bow down your heads with me? That old life has not ended. It's destroying your marriage. It's affecting and thwarting the blessings that God wants to bring into your life. You've probably been in church for years, for days, for months, but you notice that you are trying to patch the new and the old, and you are trying to bring everybody. The old life, the old you, has not ended. And God is saying this morning, this altar is left here this morning. But adventure, you want to bring it to him and say, Lord, put a, put a border, put an end, a marker end to my past life. And start a completely new operating system, spirit grade, spirit grade results. Probably you are watching online this morning. And you want to start your life with God afresh. You still see the, how, how do we pour anointing into where we are still seeing tracks of the old and the anointing will now make everything worse. And God is saying, spirit, great results. I want you to come to the altar this morning. In such a way that even if, even if you are like the only one. Please give me, just raise, raise the sound. Even if you are like the only one this morning, you want to put an end to the old life. You want to put an end to the old life completely and come up as a new person entirely. And you've been seeing God do that in your life. Please, all eyes closed. Can I have you raise your hand? I want to pray for you. This. Thank you. God bless you. Please take a bold step. Come to the front. I don't, I don't, we don't need to hide about this. Just come take a very bold step. Please come. Please come. Run, run, run. Run. Say, Lord, I want to do this right. That's the beauty of this conference. We don't want God to pour it, it, the, the new, the, 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 put an end. All the causes, they are targeted at the old you. All the issues, all the family generational causes are targeted at the old you. Everything the devil is throwing at you is targeting the old identity of you. Can you just, God is saying, it is the new identity change. And then the blessings that have been hanging over your life will start tracking you. Please run. Please run. If there's a relationship that must end for the new to come, please run. Whatever needs to end. Online, please raise your hands. Kneel down wherever you are. Take a sign to God and say, Lord, let there be a Red Sea, a death and a resurrection. And let the definition of my life start from today. The new definition of my life, the new history, if my story will be tracked, let it start from today. And I'll end with this. When you read Matthew chapter 1, he didn't start from Adam. He started from a new story. If you read Genesis chapter 5, you will not know that Adam actually had Cain and Abel. The first is temporal. The first is taken away. He taketh away the first that he may establish the second. Because they find their fault with the first. In the name of Jesus, when the generation and the story of your life will be written, it will start from this new day and this new experience. Father Lord, thank you for everyone following us online. 
who is also making these decisions because we cannot pour the new into the old the new will scatter it and the new demands the new the new demands the new lord every mind shift that needs to happen in our ministries and our lives let them give birth and give way that the new may be our experience from today everyone giving his life to christ tonight you will never go back to the old and your life starts from today in jesus mighty name we have prayed please celebrate jesus as you take your seat god bless you thank you for listening to this message find out more about household of david visit our website at www.householdofdavid.org you can also follow us on social media on instagram facebook twitter youtube and mixlr or join us for one of our services on sundays by 8 a.m and 10 a.m and wednesdays by 7 p.m god bless you